0: Here's the Duddits, our dream catcher. Wish he was here. A circle of friendship. To the Duds, To Douglas Cavell. To Duddits.
1: A web of mystery.
2: Jonesy? Yeah, babe? You be careful.
1: Be careful of what?
0: fear and where are they all going stop where they're going that worries me it's what are they running away from form the design of an
1: alien invasion
3: i have quarantined the entire area nothing leaves alive
2: I'll tell you what you should be worried about a hitchhiker that's been our greatest fear
0: somebody who could pass for one of us you're not Jonesy These are Americans. The idea of slaughtering Americans just turns my stomach.
3: Commentary. i'm mike i'm emby and i am hero MB, what movie are we out of nowhere watching tonight
2: <laughs> so you guys just I, I feel like we should and before we get into the movie we should tell the backstory of this we were just discussing random topics because we were originally just going to watch a movie tonight for fun and we before that we like to just randomly get into conversations that last most of the night, sometimes actually, like preventing us from doing the thing we set out to do. It's a it's a very poisonous process. But at some point, you two brought up the troubled career of Stephen King adaptations, <laughs> and... specifically
0: in the early two thousands. Yes.
2: Well, no, 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 no. You started off with Kingdom Heart Hospital, and then there was Rose Red,
0: the ro- the weird Rose Red prequel. Desperation. Really the whole Stephen King ABC catalog.
2: But then you guys started laughing hysterically, bringing up something that neither of you really knew you had a, a unified viewpoint of. I, wanna make that. I
0: just want to make very clear. Mike and I have been friends for nearly a decade. At no point have we ever discussed Dreamcatcher. A movie so hilariously bad that just saying the name caused Mike and I to break into a giggle fit that lasted about five minutes.
2: Now, me being the poor, poor virgin of this experience, who had just never seen this movie because it looked god-awful even when I saw TV spots for it back in the day. As a lad. I inquired as to, can we watch this? Because I feel like we should just watch this, because you were describing scenes from it, you were describing dialogue, the plot of the original book came into the equation.
0: Uh, We're watching this so MB knows that it's real. (laughs) As I don't think he believes us.
2: I I frankly don't. Anyway, let's watch this.
3: (laughs) Stephen King's Dreamcatcher, as directed by Lawrence Kasdan.
2: The father... Of Ray,
3: yeah, I don't know how he made this either. And to be fair, a movie that's not as bad as the book. Actually, I guess no, it's it's. I've read I've read the book. Dreamcatcher, the movie is worse. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There. I mean, this does have Donnie Wahlberg, the lesser Wahlberg.
0: Anyway, this movie is seven hours long, so let's go ahead and get this started. Paused.
3: The beginning. I'm going to count to three. After I say three, we are going to press play. Are we ready? Yes.
2: I don't, I don't know if I am. That's the thing. You're not.
3: Trust me. One. Two. Three.
0: Dreamcatcher. Now, I first read this book whenever I was at maybe 12 or 13. Because I think it had just came out a couple of years before. It was, it was a Stephen King book, so it was a big success. I don't remember. Why it was in my house. Like, I didn't buy it. I think it was like a loan from a friend of my dad's and just ended up staying on our bookshelf. I picked it up one day. And Mike and I were discussing uh, before how that's about the age where it's capable, where you're capable of ingesting a piece of media you in no way enjoy, but still convincing yourself. That it's actually good. And that was me in Dreamcatcher. It's like, I read all 1,000 pages of that. And somehow convinced myself, against my better judgment, that it was a totally fine book. And I watched this movie immediately afterward. Just thrilled to see the beautiful world of Dreamcatcher realized on film by Lawrence Cast and the man who gave us Raiders of the Lost Ark. And fuck me, Freddy, did I get a movie?
3: <laughs> I love your sordid history with, with this film. Who, James Newton Howard. Wow, honestly, the opening credits are beautiful. <laughs> go give the movie that.
0: Actually yeah, done so by Blur
3: Studios. A-
2: This actually looks so far like a movie.
3: To be fair, it's a beautiful-looking movie. You haven't gotten to the farts yet.
0: We will get to the farts. The biological whore farts! Yeah, we... This is how we explained Dreamcatcher to MB and what eventually led to him demanding we watch it. This is the thing with farting. And none of it's played for laughs. Speaking of the book, Stephen King said that he wanted Dreamcatcher to do to farting what Jaws did for the ocean. And did he ever?
1: Oh! (laughs) Aliens.
3: Also, I forgot uh, Ali Fantastic
1: was in this. Dramatic writing.
0: Uh, It wouldn't be Stephen King without random fat people hatred. He's like Judge Dredd. I forgot how it just immediately this goes into that. No
1: build up at all.
0: I like how, without the wind up, it just looks like this is what he does to all of his patients. <laughs> What? It'll
3: all make sense eventually.
0: See, this is what happens when you try to literally direct uh, a book keeping the original structure. You just get chapters done in five-second scenes. Not that this is rich in the book, but...
3: Well, it's weird to have a chapter of a book presented with no internal logic or dialogue. <laughs> At
0: least we're spared the descriptions of how grotesque that fat man's proportions was. His enormous buttocks wriggling left and right as he waddled his way out of the room. Stephen King has shoes. Once again, he's judged right.
3: Also, this is me every afternoon.
2: Wait, so, this is Frank, like, after he's killed John Cena, <laughs> but in an alternate reality?
3: or he's blonde. It's always weird Thomas Jane's a blonde dude. It doesn't seem right.
2: That, that
1: was... <laughs> always-
0: it's just a weird retirement punisher (laughs) (laughs) God, Kazdan was the king of the weird book adaptation that's just book things with no context, like you get that with Hearts of Atlantis where it's just scenes from a novel with nothing to connect them
3: That weird, too-faithful
0: thing. The thing I always go to is uh Bridge to Terabithia. You can watch the PBS TV movie of that, which is word-per-word, line-per-line the book, and it's unwatchable. And then you watch the uh recent... Klasky supo movie from a couple of years back, which is amazing and takes liberties and is a loose adaptation. It always uh, bothers me whenever people talk about how everything needs to be literally adapted. Like, well, no, that almost thing, never works.
2: Yeah. Well, that's the thing that people don't understand about medium-to-medium adaptations is that just doing the thing by itself – isn't actually doing the thing justice in another medium. Because it's not designed for that. Hmm. That's why I I never got the people who were like, the reason the Watchmen movie is terrible is because they didn't have the giant squid. It's like, no, they actually did something better than the giant squid, which was just an idea more pulled out of his ass.
0: The other thing, it has a context in the book, but it's like, Again, that is a comic book ending. Yeah. The the thing that I think works about the Watchmen ending, the one Snyder did, was it's built out of the internal logic of the movie he made. Yeah. It's not just, he didn't just pull something out of his ass. It actually, it's a twist that makes it more about the characters, which is the way to go and stuff like that.
3: It's very of character kind of ending.
2: Where is in the comic, I've always felt like the squid by itself is it's it works, but it's also just random.
0: Well it works because it's an it's a weird EC comics like weird science ending. Yeah, which it is it's for I made a meta commentary on superheroes. But it wouldn't work for it just it wouldn't work
3: for a meta commentary on superhero movies.
0: Oh. Uh-huh. oh, Timothy Oliphant. As psychic me. (laughs) I mean it is actually true.
3: You know Olifant's photo on IMDB is still him as Agent 47? Like fucking ten years later.
0: You think he would petition to get that
3: taken down?
0: Dude, you wore a cowboy hat for like eight years. (laughs)
3: I like the big box. that just says taffy. Why do I feel like this is just elephants in real life? Pretty much. Have you seen an interview with the guy? That is a smug asshole.
2: So, has Timothy Elephant always struck you as kind of legitimately insane?
0: Yes. I mean, he is legitimately insane. He Seriously, is. Watch
2: an interview with him.
0: Yeah, he
3: is a smug, self-absorbed motherfucker.
2: Well, I just mean in the the sense that he doesn't seem to know how to function.
0: Mm. No. He doesn't move his arms when he walks. (laughs) (laughs) That goddamn freak. Seriously, like, Trump's weird thing about his hands is... Oliphant's thing about not moving his arms when he walks like if you bring it up in an interview he gets really cagey and changes the subject
3: he's not human
0: also I keep thinking he his suit
3: has like an American flag pin on him he's like this the president
0: doesn't he look like he's in an Omen sequel yes
3: god Oliphant is a fucking is Sam Neil, Damien oh that'd be fucking awesome
2: Wow. It's like better looking than the television series they are currently doing.
0: So. God, wouldn't Timothy Olyphant make the perfect son of Sam Neill in like Jurassic World 2 or something?
3: Yes. Oh, I thought we were still going with Damien there for a second. Like, he was the kid born out of that chick's asshole in, <laughs> in Nomen <in> 4.
0: <laughs> By the way, this is really, really weird, but the, Little tick motion Pete makes with his index finger whenever he's using his psychic powers is something I still do whenever I'm thinking. <laughs> Purely from the book. Like, somehow, that made an impression on me.
3: It's weird how that happens with random things. Like, I still do the typing thing from Monster whenever I'm thinking.
0: like, so, God, Jason Lee in his prime would have made such a great Cassidy, wouldn't he? God, he would
3: have. I miss when Lee was in things. (laughs) Before Scientology got him. And the
0: chipmunks.
2: I still want to see Damien Lewis play the question.
0: I know, wouldn't that be perfect? So, God, what is Damien Lewis doing in this movie? (laughs) I mean, everybody in this movie is kind of lowballing it, but Damien Lewis, really? Especially considering what he does. Now. I know.
3: He, MB, you don't know what the fuck's coming up with Damien Lewis. <laughs> He's <Just> delightful. <laughs> I mean, nobody else could make that performance as fucking mind-bending amazing as he could. But what the fuck is going on?
0: By the way, you'll notice the story's obsession with the letters SSDD. What that means is nothing. This is Stephen King during his number 19 fixation. It's like all of his stories would have like some weird catchphrase or something that would be treated like it was the most important thing in the world for no reason. Damien <laughs> Lewis, no! No! <laughs> <laughs> God, that was some bad situation.
1: <laughs> how the top of him didn't move,
2: he w- he looks like a still image pasted in front of like an image of a car.
0: Didn't it look like he was just catching a ride on the car? Yes. <laughs> Goodbye, Guerrero. <you> <laughs>
3: Why do I feel like Tobey Maguire should come up and kneel before...
1: <laughs> I'm know. here, Damien Lewis.
3: <laughs> I want Damien <laughs> Lewis's death to inspire me to become a superhero. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: oh, God, it begins.
0: <laughs> MB. A child with Down Syndrome just appeared to Jonesy in a vision and said, Watch out for Mr. Gray.
3: A magic child with Down syndrome.
0: Stephen King.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I I don't dare to ask, but why is Morgan Freeman in this?
3: Oh, you'll see. The way, even you know nobody saw this movie? Morgan Freeman's look in this movie became pop culture currency for a while because of <laughs> the trailers and still images from it. Because holy fucking shit. He is the owl. He really is. I just love how quickly this movie gets together despite being seven hours long. Well, we do need, like, six hours of anim- of CGI animals running through the woods. Also, per Stephen King, here's a 20-minute conversation about boners.
0: God, Beefer is such a pervert in this version. I just want to say, none of this in the book. This is all Lawrence Kasdan.
3: What the fucked up thing is, listen to it. It sounds like a conversation Stephen King would write. I know. It's weird. Is this the only, like, hardcore boner conversation that's ever been in a Stephen King adaption? I can't think of anything else. I feel like there's another. Maybe the the Shining TV, uh, TV miniseries.
0: God, Thomas Jane in one of his most miscast roles. I don't know what he's doing in this movie. Like Thomas Jane is the Stephen King insert character in this movie.
2: <laughs> and then he trained the sharks.
3: <laughs> Seriously, Thomas Jane does nothing Thomas Jane-like in this movie. Also, the image of Duddits fucking across the street in his underwear, wait, calling him over, has been stuck in my head for years and it never stops being funny.
0: <laughs> I love how long it takes for them to just establish who Duddits is. Duddits <laughs> loves us, man. He loves us all. That's <laughs> wouldn't hurt us. It's like, who the fuck is Duditz? <laughs> See, this is why the book opens with the flashback. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure why they made their Down Syndrome friend the
3: mystery of this movie. Also, does the I flashback don't... not come into, like, the third act?
1: It's a while.
0: Why do I... I've always felt like this scene is entirely ad-libbed between the actors. You've gotten that impression, too? It just seems like the actors
3: got bored between setups and just started riffing a scene. Seriously, Jason Lee is
0: just being Jason Lee here. He's talking about a different movie right (laughs) now.
3: Seriously, is he just playing Brody? In the seat? <laughs> I think so. He has Kevin Smith cadence going on right now.
0: Oh the way, if you were wondering, MB, this movie's called Dreamcatcher for no reason. Well, there's a dreamcatcher hanging in the cabin. The reason for that is Stephen King originally called the uh, novella that eventually ballooned into a 1,000-page monster cancer. <laughs> and his wife told him that she would divorce him if he named a book that. So he randomly just pulled a dreamcatcher out of his ass.
3: Mind you, the other title wouldn't make much sense either.
2: Here's my question. Did they end up getting divorced anyway?
0: No. Like, fucking Stephen and Tabitha King are a forever love. Fuck you. <laughs> oh, by way, I'm sorry. We're getting into the Mind Palace here. This, as Mike pointed out to my astonishment earlier, is the first canonical appearance of a Mind Palace.
3: It's in this. And this is the setup for every Mind Palace you will ever fucking see. They all look like this.
2: Also, wow, this really is the, uh, the Sherlock one.
3: It is, this is Magnuson's Mind Palace.
0: Again, beautifully directed movie, just... Oof. It's just this.
3: I just love how this is a conversation that's being had. Why don't we talk about our mind palaces more? To Jason Lee.
2: I feel like you know what my mind palace is full of.
3: And unfortunately, you know what mine's full of.
2: No, I don't want to know what yours is full of. That's the thing.
0: I'm looking <gasps> at himself. <so>, Jesus Christ. <laughs> that's, that that's my new make Skype avatar. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Damien Lewis looking in on Damien Lewis.
2: That seriously doesn't even make metaphorical sense.
0: Like he's watching himself from somebody else's eyes. <laughs> At least they call it a dream catcher in this to kind of tie it home, even though in the it book makes there's no literally <laughs> in the book there's literally just a dream catcher and just hanging that goes un- unacknowledged by any of the characters.
2: Wait, stand
3: by me, yes, yeah, also yes, Derry.
0: Pennywise lives. The Dreamcatcher, the book, has one of the greatest openings in book history. Four kids looking for a photo of a kid's pussy.
2: (laughs) Also, a flashback to kids in Maine. Thank God we're not playing a Stephen King drinking game or something.
0: Uh, We would be drunk in 15 minutes.
3: Oh, God. They should have just thrown, like, a Seth Green here for the fuck
0: of it. He's the bully.
3: What what I think is hilarious, I'm pretty sure this is just a location from
1: It.
0: It looks like it.
3: If only one of the bullies was still a greaser. Belch is in there. At least it's a pleasant surprise to see, like, oh yeah, the flashback does come at least fairly early. (laughs) Not early enough, but...
0: They're gone. (laughs) I love how the kid playing Bieber is just Seth Greening so hard. (laughs) All the kids are...
3: All the kids look like they were shown performances from it and told to just do that.
0: Like, how is there a Stan? <laughs> it's so weird. I like it. I'm like, I'm going to kill you all.
3: I like technically, like, if you just pan over, just show Tim Curry as Pennywise, just watching from the bushes. I
0: love his jacket.
3: I like the implication that uh,
0: uh, Jason Lee can sing really well. Also, fun factoid from the book. This is what Pete was thinking about when he lost his virginity.
3: I'm glad I've never read that fucking book.
0: <laughs> oh, I, I'm going to be full of weird character factoids throughout this commentary. Because this was right at the age where Stephen King got into his detailed diarrhea.
2: I like how you can just tell who everybody is because there's no subtlety.
0: (laughs) They dress that kid as Jason Lee. (laughs) I think that one kid is Thomas Jane. God, the amount of time and no bounce, no play gets repeated in that book for no reason is hilarious. <laughs>
1: they
3: look in – Can someone edit in when they look in, they just see the third act of the It miniseries playing out in (laughs) its entirety?
2: (laughs) Well, he even acts like Timothy Oliphant.
0: And let's face it, that's Donnie Wahlberg. The Fade.
3: (laughs) I love how they, like, who could play the adult dunnets? Donnie Wahlberg.
0: (laughs) Who thinks of that? (laughs) Who auditions for that? Who goes for the lesser Wahlberg?
2: Can you imagine Mark Wahlberg playing Dunnits?
0: I hey, know, I ain't doing no retarded kid, that's offensive. <laughs> I like the
3: idea of Wahlberg being outraged by this script.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's stupidest fucking thing I've ever seen. <laughs> what's what's a thousand pages all about farting? What is I, that? I don't feel it. Feel it.
2: Donnie, get over here. Don, Donnie. Don, I'm going to show you this. I'm going to show you this, and you're going to do it, okay? You're going to do it.
1: Can this be
3: an
2: episode of the reality
0: series? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot that wall burgers is a thing. So I've always been fascinated by the fact that these guys are on a hunting trip. <laughs> the beauty. That is
2: the fakest looking snowflake I've ever seen.
3: I just don't see Beaver as a hunter, I'm sorry. Do you see any of these guys hunting? Well, this guy's apparently just laying down and sleeping. You know how fast that deer would be the fuck out of there if you heard him jumping up and running through his goddamn stand? Oh, God, it begins. McCarthy, no! James, I don't know if I can do this. <laughs> this was a stupid idea.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> the things that are about to happen.
0: Uh, The buttholes that are going to be violated. I can't remember if this version of McCarthy is also a raving religious man, because Stephen King... I don't think, I think so. I
2: don't know why I want this dude to be Bill Murray, but I want this dude to be <laughs> Bill Murray.
3: Should. Also, I love how Jonesy was just hunting like two feet away
0: from the cabin. Look, none of these guys are good hunters. <laughs>
3: I just like how Thomas Jane, the most manly dude of this cast, is the one who's out shopping.
0: <laughs> Playing the over-educated psychiatrist.
3: <laughs> Who doesn't do a single Thomas Jane thing throughout this entire fucking movie.
2: Honestly, I want to see an action movie where Thomas Jane and Damian Lewis fight.
3: Damien Lewis is like the ultimate die-hard villain that never happened.
2: He is. Oh my god, that would be amazing.
0: He's got a Rickman quality. God, oh, the burps start already. Now, if only in this version McCarthy told Jonesy about his relationship with farts over the years. There's a, there's a fucking scene in that book where McCarthy's like, well, When I was this age, I farted like this. But when I was in college, I farted like this. Now I fart like this, but it's not like these farts at all. From the
3: man who wrote The Shining.
0: God, I remember I was so happy whenever I read uh, the third book in the Dark Tower series, The Wasteland. Because I think to this day it's still the only Stephen King book I've read that doesn't have farting in it. <laughs> you know, not everything's about you, Pete. <laughs> <laughs>
3: What voice is Thomas Jane doing for this one?
2: Minnesotian?
0: Why would anyone name a character Beaver? <laughs> I like how for the movie they gave Beaver the quirk of having a toothpick in his mouth at all times, even whenever he's drinking. Because that's what the kind of thing you do whenever you don't know what you're doing with a character. <laughs> Like, that's in the school of acting along with, what if I just eat in every scene?
3: You mean Donald Pleasants?
0: Yes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Dramatic look on Jason Lee's face as the sinister farts begin. Also, it, it's just magical to see FARTING in all caps on my subtitles.
3: <laughs> so, MB, what do you think about this scene?
2: It's like someone took a YouTube clip of a movie and then added in sound effects that weren't actually in there.
0: It, that's how this movie feels.
3: We haven't gone to the weird part yet. You haven't met the
0: shit weasels.
3: Oh, God, I forgot about the shit, Weasels. That's not a nickname, MB. That's their official title.
0: That was briefly going to be the title of the book. Yup.
2: And this is Stephen King not on cocaine?
0: Well, this is Stephen King bombing on pain meds, because he wrote this in the hospital after his car wreck.
2: So it's still on something. His mind is altered.
0: By the way, the farts smell like either with a hint of ammonia. Stephen King is very, very adamant that that is exactly how the farts smell in this book. It's mentioned once a page.
3: Because that's how he used to get high at some point, isn't it?
0: I'm sure.
2: The longest car ride ever.
0: (laughs) They're going through the state of
1: Minnesota.
0: (laughs) Actually in Canada right now.
3: in movies and TV, where cars just go fucking crazy. Like, I mean, granted, there's snow and there's ice and shit, so this is more understandable,
0: but... I mean, well, in the book, I think they just, like, swerve and hit a tree. No, it's not big enough!
3: Lawrence cast wanted an action scene out of this shit.
0: I just love how they would be dead at that point.
2: Look how Thomas Jane is just bleeding from the mouth randomly. The most weird I'm injured thing from movies.
3: Yet their tongue's always fine.
0: <laughs> so I just want someone to bite their tongue off in a movie. God, it was a
3: couple of weeks ago. I almost bit my tongue off in my sleep. Yikes. That, that sucks.
0: Well, that happened.
2: We nearly died, isn't Uh, uh, (laughs) uh, 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 it? Let's go uh, check
0: uh, on uh, that uh, dead uh, bitch (laughs) in the road.
3: Maybe she's still warm.
0: Duds. I like how Jonesy passes time the way I did in first grade.
3: Hey, my brand of peanut butter.
0: Fuck you, Brody.
3: We're getting into the CGI animals.
2: <laughs> net please
0: This movie is full with the weirdest fucking dialogue. For some reason, they decided that Beaver's beaverisms needed to be more over the top for the movie. (laughs) He's already, he already sounds like an idiot. God. Make things more, Stephen King.
3: At least everyone's wearing orange for safety.
0: This is a movie.
2: Oh, you've got to be kidding me. Yep.
3: I told you it gets worse. Rick Grimes does actually take place in the (laughs) Walking Dead
1: universe.
0: (laughs) I, I, I could actually believe that.
3: CGI animals! Not covered in snow at all. Isn't that weird? Isn't it weird how it's snowing and none of these animals have snow on them? It's almost like they're
0: not there. I just love how unnecessary this is.
3: Oh, God.
2: Is this a plot turn? Yep. Why is there a plot turn?
3: You don't even know what's coming.
0: That kind of just becomes Half-Life for a minute. It does.
3: Also, they would not be able to hear them in the helicopter. I'm sorry.
1: (laughs) Yes!
3: The eyebrows of doom. I love Freeman's theme in
1: this. What just happened?
3: Farting.
0: That's like how in the book uh, Stephen King casts Christopher Walken as that character. Because he saw dollar signs with that manuscript. <laughs> Twice. Timothy oliphant Alt- comedically reacting to farting is kind of amazing. <laughs>
3: At least he's reacting into a correct way, other than everyone's abject horror.
0: <laughs> well, that's what Stephen King wanted, I mean. He said, he, he after reading Dreamcatcher, like, I want people to be hanging out with their buddies. And one of them farts and they kind of turn their head a little and think, was that a normal fart or is that a fart I need to be concerned about? (laughs) I cannot reiterate that enough. Stephen King thought this was the scariest shit in the world.
2: So has anyone from this movie actually talked about making this movie? Like why they signed up, what it was like filming it, what in God's name they were high on?
0: Thomas Jane has. Uh, He did this movie solely to make his mom happy. His mom was a really big Stephen King fan, and she heard that he got offered a Stephen King script and was really happy about that, so he did it without reading it. He later made up for this by doing the best. Mis- yes. <laughs> okay, well that's fine,
2: but what's Damian Lewis's story or Jason Lee's? Olaf did like Hitman and stuff, so I, I.
3: Morgan, what is Morgan Freeman's comment on Dreamcatcher?
2: <laughs> Morgan Freeman. <laughs> I'm frame this the dude who will do anything for a paycheck, though.
3: He does a lot of direct-to-video action movies. It's really weird.
2: I mean, he's in... And I want to see this movie really bad. London Has Fallen, which is currently out in theaters.
3: That movie's evil.
0: I just want to point out, somebody just told Jason Lee dramatically, Come on, Scooby-Doo, we got a job to do now before kicking down a bathroom door there's someone inside is bleeding out their ass and now we're here (laughs) ugh I mean, that's not even a little bit true. People can shit after they're dead. Yeah.
2: That's actually what they all do.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yep. So yep. much money was spent on this.
3: From the man who
2: wrote Indiana Jones. The man who brought us Star Wars The Force Awakens and an Empire Strikes Back.
0: From the writer. Who gave us Salem's Lot. I like how Dreamcatcher, from inception to release, is one long should-have-known-better.
1: Mm-hmm. No! no! the toothpicks!
3: <laughs> I love how the fucking toothpicks getting dropped or a fucking dramatic sting.
0: This is a real thing that's happening in a movie. This is
3: a conversation.
1: The (laughs) the horror scene.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I I got nothing.
0: We're not even, what, 30 minutes into this movie?
2: No, we're 45, but...
0: So we're still in the first act.
3: Beeve no, it's still dirty.
0: That has ass blood. Which is the worst kind of blood.
2: God, it is weird to think we have well over an hour left of this.
3: It hasn't gotten weird yet.
2: I hate <laughs> that you guys keep telling me things that worry the hell out of me.
0: You should be. Just imagine reading this, where the plot is even more epic. Well, say, this this movie this movie has the entire second and most of the third act of the book just completely removed. This is the condensed version. Him
3: sitting on that toilet is three and a half chapters.
0: You joke. I'm pretty sure this is 300 pages into the book. That's not even no that's not even an exaggeration. I'm pretty sure it's about 300 pages into the book. Oh, I believe you.
2: You know how I was talking about, like, what's the actor's excuses? What's Lawrence Kasdan's excuse?
0: Oh, Lawrence Kasdan has admitted this movie is the worst thing in the world. (laughs) Like, he has fucking owned up to Dreamcatcher. But at the
2: time that he made it, like... He could have just walked.
3: It's weird. Dreamcatcher has the plot... Of a broken lizards movie. (laughs) It really does.
0: No, Jason Lee's balls.
2: Am I seriously saying this?
3: (sighs) Unfortunately. MB, those were ass weasels. Uh, shit weasels. I'm sorry, shit weasels. I made it le- slightly less dumb
0: sounding. But,
1: but. No!
0: Also, these aren't the main villains of the movie. Oh no. The- there are other aliens.
2: I thought it was bad when the Langoliers had those Swedish meatballs. <laughs>
3: they, they were Pac Men.
2: I don't care what you call them; they were Swedish meatballs.
0: This is happening. In a movie.
3: <laughs> this is being played dead fucking seriously. Oh. I just love the comedy scene of this where it turns around and looks
1: at him. Jason Lena. (laughs) This is a sacrifice scene. The tears. Now.
2: It's it's, uh, it's not even good CG. I
3: mean, I didn't, didn't expect it to be it good CG,
2: CG, but still.
3: That's the best CGI in the movie.
0: Oh, just wait until you meet Mr. Gray.
3: <laughs> we should be meeting Mr. Gray pretty soon. At least a brief look at them. I like the implication that the, uh, ass weasel knows how to use a doorknob.
2: What are you saying it doesn't?
0: Well, they are hyper intelligent. You killed. Beaver. Oh, the line in the book is so much better. You killed him, you fuck. You killed the bee. <laughs> <laughs> that is tattooed onto my cerebral cortex. One of the great lines of literature.
2: I seriously thought you were gonna say that is tattooed onto my chest or something like that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what?
0: I hope you're ready Papa Yep.
2: It's somehow not as bad as I was expecting and worse than I was
0: expecting. Wait.
2: Wait for it.
0: (laughs) The showdown. Here it comes. What? <laughs> I mean, you don't have to breathe it in, Jones. <laughs> Jesus?
2: He has his own fear toxin.
0: He becomes a big
3: fart. So, I will still say, Mr. Gray is a cool design and a cool-looking effect.
0: Yes. It has that going for it.
3: And that's all that it has going for it.
0: Oh, God, here comes the military portion of this story.
3: Because this needed to be more ridiculous.
0: Weirdly, this shit is, like, 90% of the book.
2: Why isn't this movie talked about more? as like, legendarily horrible.
0: Oh, I'm just waiting for the eventual how-did-this-get-made.
2: Yes! (laughs) The eyebrows are even more apparent.
0: If I'm not mistaken, the eyebrows were Morgan Freeman's idea. I think so, yeah.
2: At least I mean, he actually grew them. That would be amazing. <laughs>
3: Look how that just looks like that dude's his lover. Ah, I forgot. The Ripley.
0: That's definitely simplified in the movie, where it's known as Ripley by the soldiers and The Virus by Mr. Gray.
3: I will say, as far as Mr. Gray goes, he
0: is arch as fuck. (laughs) Uh, Funny note about the book. Uh, In the novel, Mr. Gray isn't real. (laughs) <laughs> what <laughs> what okay I'm gonna try to explain this in a way that makes some kind of sense okay the explanation for what's going on is a meteor crashed carrying an alien virus called virus with a bee <laughs> That when infecting a host produces shit weasels. The virus also gives the host telepathy. This is unrelated to the telepathy that Duddits the Magic Down Syndrome kid gives the main characters. That's completely unrelated. Now, because Jonesy was in a car accident, before the events of the movie, Uh, it damaged his brain so that when he's affected with the virus, he developed a split personality that became a movie alien.
2: Uh, Dreamcatcher is one
0: of the stupidest novels ever.
2: (laughs) Mike, your thoughts?
0: I I want a secondary
3: personality that's a movie alien.
2: Also, I can't, I can't make up my mind on whether Morgan Freeman looks like an elderly buckwheat or black Arlie Ermey.
0: Black Arlie Ermey? (laughs) Yup.
3: Just the combination of those eyebrows and that crew cut.
2: Oh yeah, the flat top is...
0: Uh, Colonel Curtis who's named Kurtz in the book which isn't that character's real name but he decides to name himself after Kurtz from Apocalypse Now
3: don't tell me for no reason
0: for no reason this is uh revealed in the same flashback scene where Kurtz reflects back on his childhood memories of Bartz (laughs)
1: I
3: wonder what the audiobook version of Dreamcatcher is like.
0: Uh, hearing Stephen King tell the story about the time that Kurtz was a boy and had a nightmare of being chased by a scarecrow and ro- woke up with a throbbing erection.
2: Okay, Stephen King is proof positive that there should be no such thing as movie jail. Because <laughs> he is a multiple offender. He's a lifer.
3: Well, the beautiful thing about
0: King movies
3: is that you get the full spectrum. You get the best of the
0: best and the
3: best worst ever.
0: You really do. I'm so glad Maximum Overdrive exists (laughs) in this
1: world.
3: (laughs) And this movie, this movie is just, it's beautiful.
0: This is the kind of movie that isn't supposed to be made in the modern age. (laughs)
3: <laughs> like <laughs> look at what just happened there.
0: Stop your blathering laddie book.
3: Look at the camera just seems confused.
0: Oh, what the, what just happened? Yeah, somehow he's less of a cartoon character in this.
2: I have to say that was the least convincing I've ever seen Morgan Freeman be
3: the Curtis line Meanwhile, anyway, fucking size
1: more
0: crawling with the Ripley.
1: Wait, wait, wait,
2: wait, wait. He's been fighting them for years.
0: Yeah, that makes no sense given the context of this. Story, but it sounds cool when Morgan Freeman says that. The
3: implication that Morgan Freeman, with those eyebrows, has been fighting the alien menace for 35 years. Specifically the shit weasels. Yes. Is it's worth being brought up, even if it doesn't make any sense.
0: Morgan Freeman just gave Tom Sizemore a gun given to him by John Wayne to go kill the alien. (laughs)
3: I love this movie so much.
2: Oh, yeah, I forgot about these characters. I feel like it's been two hours since we've seen them.
3: And this is as far as they've gotten.
0: Well, this is a more direct adaptation we'd have had. Seven flashbacks by now. That was a thing Timothy Alton said in the movie. Uh, The man who gave us seven seasons of Justified.
2: Oh, no. Oh, no. More ass weasels. Are we about to get, like, the snow version of... um, It's a Kevin Bacon movie. Drummers? Yes.
3: Actually, that scene happens in Krampus.
2: I'm not joking. I gotta see Krampus.
0: Really, do. No. Oh, here it comes.
2: (laughs) The damian Lewis mobile.
0: Arch Lewis.
2: (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs)
0: <laughs> this is why we wanted you to watch this <laughs> the glory of damien lewis as mr grant
1: <laughs>
3: the greatest thing ever committed to fill that look You haven't even heard him talk yet, MB. You don't know how amazing it's gonna be. Meanwhile, Oliphant has apparently lost his mind in sitting on this log for two hours.
0: Stop expositing to the corpse.
3: (laughs) Why do I feel like this is Oliphant going off to his agent? I like how he had to gather his thoughts to come up with the word ability, by the way. I like I like how this weird meta moment where a drunk guy losing his mind figures out the plot to the movie.
2: Can't believe he's a human.
3: What the fuck am I in this movie?
2: I should be the star of a video game franchise, not this.
0: I'm justified.
1: I'm all, bodily
0: function, <laughs> all bodily functions are on display in this movie. And yes, he is pissing a duditz out of reverence. Yup. And then this is
3: about to happen.
2: Wait, why does it look like a seal?
3: <laughs> this is being played... Dead
1: seriously. (laughs) 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 Uh, Timothy Elephant fucks the fire.
0: (laughs) Not the first time, not the last time. I just want a gif of that repeating in a loop forever. (laughs) With the balls playing. Not the elephant, Elephant?
3: This is like... Is it me? Okay, I think I just realized this. This is an unironically made Ed Wood tribute movie.
0: I could see it. See, what I was just thinking is, this is the time Stephen King went for Dean Koontz.
3: Yes. Yes, Thomas Jane just said Mighty Mouse is on the way for no reason at all.
1: <laughs> They're communicating through shine. <laughs>
0: god thomas jane using <laughs> his psychic powers yeah.
2: damien lewis on his damien lewis mobile is my favorite thing <laughs> ever
0: also <laughs> sneaky
2: jane using <laughs> that punisher training
1: Oh, Jesus.
3: I want some alone time with Mr. Gray now.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> By the way, this was Damian Lewis's idea. <laughs> he just walked on set and started doing this.
3: Because he read the script,
0: Memory Warehouse.
3: This is fucking delightful. (laughs) Just the
0: look on his
3: face whenever he's talking is great.
0: I love how Damian Lewis has the same amazing accent that Tim Roth has in The Hateful Eight. I just want to hear him say Minnie's haberdashery. The line they're talking about is the beam from the Dark Tower franchise.
3: Because even this is connected to that.
0: I'd to think that's
3: just the movie that's connected to the Dark Tower. <laughs> Wouldn't it be awesome if the upcoming Dark Tower movie, the only Stephen King movie that's a re- that's constantly referenced, is this? <laughs> they bring in characters
0: and everything. More Damian Lewis. No.
3: <laughs> Fucking Donnie Wahlberg shows up to play the Crimson
0: King. <laughs> this shape shifting. Got a gigantic Spider Man with <laughs> a giant white beard, played by Donnie Wahlberg. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Why does Damien Lewis have a perfectly triangular smile?
3: It's creepy, it's like him and Cumberbatch. Oh Jesus <laughs> fucking
1: Christ. <What>? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, that's just an effect from, like, an, a late 80s kid's movie. <laughs> and it's played
3: so fucking sincerely. By the way, I liked Mr. Gray's sound effect for putting his hood on.
1: <laughs> oh, God.
2: He's still voicing him inside the memory Palace.
1: Uh, I.
2: Don't... <laughs> if
1: you
0: trick find him. I mean, I I I just love how Mr. Gray chose to be British. <laughs> Cockney British.
3: I have to say, Dreamcatcher might be one of my favorite bad movies.
0: It's amazing. So I wanna see the version of this that's like the book where Henry spends his entire time going back to the cabin back going back to the cabin making up weird songs as he's jogging.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what?
0: It's a weird Stephen King thing, especially a later-day Stephen King thing. It's like, oh, a character has to make up a song about what's going on now. Oh, c- can this character speak in nursery rhymes? Can I mythologize the book I'm writing as I'm writing it? <laughs> <laughs> Thank God the last new
3: King book I read was Doctor Sleep. Oh god, I forgot about all this
0: ass stuff everywhere. <laughs> Which let's face it, he cribbed from creep show. Yep.
3: Remember that time I was destroyed by that plant stuff? Can we do that again, but it's red? And farts?
1: Do you think Stephen
3: King isn't aware of creep shows a comedy? He was on
0: a lot of cocaine at the time, so it wouldn't surprise me. Jane is confused.
3: <laughs> this is a Thomas Jane role.
0: God, we still got another fucking uh hour. I was gonna say we still have another flashback coming up. Oh yeah. He's shining! Yes. <laughs> I don't keep saying this, but Thomas Jane using his psychic powers <laughs> to solve a mystery is still my favorite thing. <laughs> I want that to be a USA show. Just look into those eyes and know that those are the eyes of a man who is pathologically obsessed with a $6 million man. <laughs> Jane wants to be the six million dollar man the same way Ryan Reynolds wanted to be Deadpool.
3: He's made trailers, he is obsessed. Also this.
0: It's babies! The fuck you want?
3: Did Jane just fire a warning shot at the Ass weasel? Yes. Yes. Stand down, Ass Weasel! I said stand down.
0: Also, in the book, Henry does this while loudly scream singing, I am the walrus.
3: So would it be, I mean, like, illegal for us to do a dramatic reading of Dreamcatcher?
0: I am all for that being the first episode of Pulp Theater.
2: <laughs>
0: we'll fit that in there.
3: All 6,000 pages.
2: I feel like we need to build up to that.
0: It is weird to think. I'm pretty sure there is a book on tape of Dreamcatcher, and it's probably narrated by King. Probably. Chapter 27, Farts.
1: cuckoo
0: ca (laughs) (laughs) Kazdan's favorite shot.
3: That happens six other times.
0: I like how wooden sticks falling is built up like that's going to be the fucking MacGuffin of the movie.
1: I'm pretty
3: sure it's just to kill time.
0: To kill time in this two-hour, 13-minute movie.
2: (laughs) So, do you think Warner Brothers was really happy in test screenings of this? Like, really proud of what they've achieved.
0: You said this was a Stephen King movie.
2: And Stephen King bursts in. It is a Stephen King movie.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That
0: scene happened, and then Thomas Jane said, Love you, man. With no inflection whatsoever. Oh, and this is where we get the other flashback.
2: I was seriously hoping that was going to be like the wall of Morgan Freeman's character.
0: Seriously, I do give them credit for at least adding a dream catcher stuff. <laughs>
1: I like how all the
3: flashbacks just show a more interesting movie. <laughs> yes. It's like, can can this just be the plot of these kids befriending this kid and solving mysteries?
0: I, I just like in the the trimmed down version of this, they just see a, a poster and it's like, we have to save this girl. <laughs> like they were just mis- a mystery team and their story. <laughs> <skirt. laughs>
2: Can this be the sequel to Mystery Team?
3: Same universe. A,
0: I love how... There's no middle ground between them rescuing Duddits and then them telling him that he has to use his magic psychic powers to save a girl. (laughs) There's nothing to link together those two ideas.
3: The audience just has to fill in the blank themselves.
0: Stephen King's like, well, he has Down syndrome. He he has to be magic. (laughs) He just thinks that's life. The other end of that leads to Donnie Darko.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is a thing that's on film
1: right now. Just
3: want everyone to watching this at home to take this in. This is a thing that is on film and is happening.
2: But how? That's what I want to know.
0: You know what would make stand my be stand by me better? <laughs> a scene where they all suddenly realize they could hear each other's thoughts <laughs> and use it to solve a mystery. Also, how fucking smug is
1: Donald?
3: Has a kid who knows he's going to grow up to be a Walberg? <laughs> <laughs> god this movie's terrible
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: meanwhile it's stand by me
0: more train tracks
3: remember that I love... time i had a legitimate thing i
0: love how in this movie dairy consists of train tracks a shed and a post-it <laughs> <laughs>
3: Can the camera pan over, and then there's just a dude and a chick on a bicycle, and he just keeps saying, Beat it! Beat (laughs) it! Beat it! (laughs) And then just pans back over, and Dreamcatcher continues.
0: This digitally (laughs) inserted.
3: I like how this just implies Pennywise got her.
0: I that they made a little boy say fuck me Freddy she's down there. <laughs> Stop calling back to things that have already happened. <laughs> so weird.
3: Like what makes think me it's... wonder was like the movie just edited it out of
0: sequence? Probably. Also, it's very important to note that, in the book, King goes out of his way to say that, in a kinder world, Josie would have been Duditz's girlfriend. <laughs> what?
3: Is King under the impression that mentally challenged people, like, aren't allowed to procreate together?
0: And are just in hell. Oh. Tom
3: Sizemore at the fucking helm of an attack helicopter is the funniest thing I've ever seen.
0: Uh Here's a story that's told in flashback for Tom Sizemore's character in the book. Uh, when Tom Sizemore's character was 10 years old, he found out that... Uh, His neighbor was in the hospital because she had had a violent miscarriage. So while she was out of the house, he walked into her kitchen and tried to piss all over her china, but he couldn't because his dick was too hard. (laughs) (laughs) uh... That is the most important thing about that character. That's the... Horrible thing he carries inside of him that he's trying to redeem. <laughs> what
3: there is like a that lot is the China. It's specifically the China.
0: Stephen King is obsessed with characters breaking China. It's it comes up a lot in his books.
2: Stephen King is a weird guy. I'm I'm just going to say that and put that out there.
0: I I just want to say a line that has I have always remembered since reading that one over I was 13. He told himself it was his good Christian duty to check on in on the house while she was gone. But he knew that was a lie. Good Christian duty didn't make your dingus hard.
1: Oh god.
3: This is a scene in a movie. I don't even know what's going on anymore.
1: No, gray boys.
3: I just love how they're shapeshifters for no particular
0: reason. In the book, they change their voices to sound like Brad Pitt.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I wish they still did that and they just got Brad Pitt to do the voice.
2: Okay, I've got an idea to pitch to you guys. A Dreamcatcher, re- um, a Dreamcatcher remake. Featuring Brad Pitt as Mr. Gray.
0: My god, could you imagine? Also, I like how, again, this is less complicated than the way the aliens are presented in the book. At least in this, the shit weasels and the gray boys are the same thing.
1: (laughs) Jimmy, no! (laughs) (laughs) Rover!
3: I love how this is just some stuff happening. (laughs) And Morgan Freeman just got the fuck out of there.
2: Anyway, moving on.
0: Our Scooby-Doo buddy.
3: (laughs) I love how these two characters are the ones put together.
0: Well, Penis is thankfully like slightly less useless than he in the book where he just dies immediately. So
3: like Beeve
1: <laughs>
0: I'll bite your bag and everything else.
3: With this was glorious that... music playing.
2: Was that seriously how...
3: Is that the theme from when the fucking arc is opened up in Raiders of the Lost Ark? I think so.
0: By the way, that line is where I got I'll have your bag, boy. <laughs> from, from my first appearance on Pulp Nightmare.
1: <laughs>
3: Editor's note. Also, I love how it doesn't make any fucking sense that Jonesy can transform.
0: No.
2: I just can't believe that's seriously how they took out Timothy Oliphant.
0: That character who has no reason to exist.
3: (laughs) I love Mr. Grace so fucking much. His walk. He's so jaunty.
0: He literally says Governor.
3: Because Damian Lewis did not give two fucking shits about this movie.
0: <laughs> well, this movie is an entire smorgasbord of actors being aboard and thinking up random, stupid things to do. <laughs> At Damian Lewis and his cockney accent, Morgan Freeman and his eyebrows. Jason Lee and his toothpicks. Why is yeah, the sound put... effect returns?
2: Why is every time he puts up his hood, there's a sound effect of something inflamed? I really, got to stop learning. I really got to learn to stop questioning this movie because there's there there are no answers.
0: Just wait until you get to the ending. One of the most baffling things put on film.
3: It's incredible.
0: I mean, normally when stuff like that happens, you can say to yourself, well, if you read the book, the ending makes more sense. The ending makes less sense if you've read the book.
2: <laughs> oh. went on to win awards.
0: This is <sighs> a prestige fucking cast.
3: And he's named after a fucking cat. Seriously, he's named after a fucking cat. Run, Damien Lewis, run. Stephen King was just high on pain pills and watched Alien. <laughs> God, the fucking shit smears.
0: I just like how autobiographical this is. Like... King wrote this in a hospital bed after getting hit by that van. So it's just graphic descriptions of pain and graphic descriptions of bodily functions. <laughs> that was his life for a while. Gosh. So this is the same creative period that gave us writing the bullet. Jesus. Also, how nonsensical are
3: the edits in this fucking movie? I
0: don't even know who's skiing right now. Neither do I.
2: I assume Thomas Jane, because he hasn't been in this for a while.
1: Jane? Skiing?
0: This is page 750. Wow, there was a fucking wipe. Jesus Christ.
1: (laughs) (laughs) If
3: I had a nickel...
0: Question, have you ever seen the adaptation of Riding the Bullet, the one with David Arquette? No. It's not a good movie, but it's fucking fascinating. Because it's the only, and I mean the only, Stephen King adaptation that is actually structured like a Stephen King story. With all the weird tangents and internal dialogues. I think it's like word per word. Really? I'm
3: surprised that's able to be pulled off.
0: Like it it it's basically plays like a dead serious family guy movie, but it's worth seeing at least once just to see that done in film. It's worth the experiment. The f- let see if I can pull up a clip for it after we're done, because it's a hell of a thing.
2: Also, I want that screen cap of Freeman being examined while in that suit with those eyebrows. <laughs> and just have it forever.
0: Look at Thomas Jane just being a man like any other.
2: I legitimately just learned Thomas Jane's name in this.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Just... Bean Town and that dramatic (laughs) the fucking Tumblr GIF in the (laughs) (laughs) face. This is this is just him as the six million dollar (laughs) man.
1: Morgan Freeman's
3: about to burst into flames. Firestarter Jane, no. The
0: way random character note: Morgan Freeman care. Uh, Morgan Freeman's character is still a virgin. <laughs> Why? Uh, he finds the feeling of naked flesh on his naked flesh repulsive. There's like Kurtz in the book is like the most. Over the top bad dude. He's basically Hair Star.
3: (laughs) God, I, you know, impaired Stephen King is just a fucking treat, is a gift to the world.
0: Those gray bastards and their weasels. (laughs) This scene is not blocked well, I'm sorry.
3: No, it it looks terrible.
0: Why are they framing just the eyebrows?
3: Everything the camera's doing is just incorrect and wrong.
0: God, Morgan Freeman saying swears always feels dirty.
3: does it me or the camera keep breaking access every five seconds? Yep.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Now shoot this motherfucker. <laughs> it's, just, it, it's, it's Freeman's eye acting. Pay attention to his eyes.
0: our boys meanwhile in the book Kurtz really really likes slaughtering Americans because he is a military man (laughs) I just find that so random they decided to get that character humanity
3: but that haircut and those eyebrows
0: Yes, the third act of this story is Henry and Owen having a bromance. <laughs> For
3: some reason,
0: wasn't it 35 years earlier? It's psychic powers, Mike. Okay. I like how psychic powers are only in this story as a plot device to save exposition. <laughs> These characters know each other now. Get on with it. It's one of my favorite just Stephen King conventions. Just, this character is randomly psychic in an unrelated story.
1: <laughs>
3: Also, I really love how this is a Thomas Jane character who really needs help from Tom Sizemore. (laughs) What kind of fucking weird alternate universe is this?
0: Just appealing to the humanity of Tom Sizemore.
3: Can we cut back to Mr. Gray? His truck scenes are delightful. Some kind of shit is going to hit the
0: planetary fan. I like how Thomas Jane thinks he's in a Men in Black movie.
2: <laughs> this is the man who later became the Punisher and tried to become Jonah Hex.
0: If only this movie had a lengthy scene of Mr. Gray taking a shit for the first time and being disgusted.
3: Like the Beyonder?
0: Yes.
2: Also, I have to say, this this book left a tremendous impact on you.
0: It's Dreamcatcher. This movie will leave a tremendous impact on you. Imagine this as a 1,500-page novel the size of a brick.
1: how long ago did you read this?
0: When I was 13.
3: (laughs) Hey, I haven't even seen this movie for over 10 years. I could recite lines to it like it was yesterday. Doctor Boston.
0: this this is just hello Bobo Henry Dean Stanton (laughs)
1: uh,
0: that's the magic of Stephen King is even whenever he's writing garbage it's Stephen King garbage so it's incredibly iconic and leaves an impression
3: (laughs) I love how unnecessary all this is
0: Owen was just going to kill him there
3: Get back to Mr. Gray already. I'm sorry. Once Mr. Gray shows up, I don't care about any other characters.
0: Gosh, that went south immediately.
3: Let's see when Morgan Freeman has to go off the board. Let's cross the Curtis
2: law. <laughs> Just drove over the Curtis line. While an
3: old man shuffles out of a barn
1: behind. Her.
0: Meanwhile,
1: doo, 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 doo. what is with the weird Star Wars wipes?
0: Bad editing.
3: Thank God we're back to Mr. Gray. And now we're gone from Mr. Gray.
0: God, unfortunately in this version, we're not treated to a 400-page chase of Curtis chasing after Henry and Owen in a snowmobile with Curtis's assistant who is also infected with virus and farting uncontrollably
2: also did we just see like the first person view of doom from Thomas Jane's character man yes. oh, I love
3: Jonesy realizing he can control his he can control his mind oh god I forgot <laughs> what
1: <laughs>
3: I forgot about this what I love is this exact scene is in John Dies at the end, but it's played for comedy.
0: Uh, <gasps> Punisher, no.
1: <laughs> What's that punishment? <laughs>
2: What kind of weird fade was that?
3: Just to remind us, that car accident happened earlier in the movie.
2: Well, that was an hour and 44 minutes ago.
0: I love Jane delivering all of this like it's the most serious goddamn thing in the world. After
3: just talking to his gun as like it was a phone.
2: That is the most perfect Punisher joke ever, though.
3: Also, I love how quickly they were able to get to Maine.
0: (laughs) Meanwhile, it took him and Pete like six hours to drive down that road.
3: Just to go to the store
1: and go back to the cabin.
3: We go
0: (laughs) Donny Wahlberg as a middle aged man with Down syndrome who's dying of leukemia. It is at tasteless junction.
3: Oh my God.
0: all of his Scooby-Doo stuff of her packing his final lunchbox Jesus Christ they're having the story while surrounded by Scooby-Doo stuff.
1: It's just
3: the amount of offensive that the look on
0: Wahlberg's face—like he's just doing simple Jack.
1: Now, save. go save the I'm <laughs> Why
0: anything in this movie? The John Wayne gun.
3: This is the stupidest movie. No! <laughs> what? <laughs> I forgot about that turn.
0: I like the implication that John Wayne had him low jack. <laughs> Massachusetts, eh? What is not that weird picture on... He just has photos of wolves. Matches his eyebrows, actor. Oh, hey, it's this actor.
3: I'm here now.
0: I heard you need a Joe military. We need to bring
3: down John Rambo.
1: Oh, that's that's not in this movie?
3: I'm sorry, what kind of canon film is this? Aliens, okay.
0: Do you need this movie terminated with extreme prejudice? <laughs> I like him pulling a Columbo. <laughs>
3: Then he goes and yells at Napoleon Dynamite. (laughs) I like how now every wipe from scene to scene is a Star Wars wipe. It's
0: like this movie is edited live.
2: Remember when Jason (laughs) Lee was in this movie?
0: A year ago.
2: I like how
3: he has to keep switching vehicles for no reason.
0: And pulling up his parka.
2: Wait, they didn't do the sound effect for that?
0: You get the idea. Look how once
3: again there was no reason to have a scene of him switching vehicles. (laughs)
0: I love him making a British face.
3: (laughs) Meanwhile. It's... What I've always loved is just the voice Wahlberg puts on. He's he saying Mr. Gay. Yes. And I don't know how this was allowed.
1: <laughs> I don't know how any of this was allowed. <laughs>
0: Like Stephen King has that much cachet in Hollywood that he can get his farting movie made.
3: Well, isn't it like? Wasn't it said this movie was sold for a dollar? Like, isn't that the big thing with this movie? Is King sold it for a dollar?
0: That that would not surprise me. Yeah, he seemed really excited about its production. Did. I'm sure this is, like, his favorite movie. It's not a piece of shit like The Shining.
3: Jane's just... complete, uninterested performance. <laughs> it's the greatest thing in this film. My God. Those worms that I saw earlier in the film...
0: My favorite thing about Thomas Jane ever is how open he is about the fact that when he was a teenager he was a gay prostitute. <laughs> Which he swears to this day does not make him gay because he has fucked pussy and buttholes and he likes pussy better and only a real straight guy can admit that. <laughs>
3: What I love is, he's right.
0: I know. <laughs> like Thomas Jane is such a manly dude. He will totally admit that he blew a guy for a sandwich once. You can look that up. In the back Google of Google that car. shit.
3: He blew a guy in the back of a car for a sandwich once.
0: Let that color every movie you see <laughs> with Thomas Jane in it. You guys do realize that's widely element.
2: known, right?
3: Yeah, that's why we're talking about it.
0: <laughs> like, you don't have I, to
2: remind anyone of it. People know. I feel
0: it's faded away, though. That does not get spoken it's, about no, it's not enough, faded. like here's, Thomas here's, Jane.
2: Here's the thing. I think it's been accepted because everyone simultaneously said, it's okay for the Punisher to be gay. <laughs>
0: Hey, don't let Thomas Jane hear you say
3: that. <laughs> you
0: will beat your fucking ass if you call him gay.
3: And possibly fuck it, too, if you pay him enough. <laughs> I love Thomas Jane so much. <laughs>
0: Thomas Jane yeah. is, like, the best crazy drunk uncle you could possibly have. Because he is fucking nuts. But in, like, a delightful way. He's in a delightful, I just spent...
3: Like, six weeks locked in a room creating a fake trailer to a six million dollar man movie. Using footage from various films and TV throughout history. Can I put it on your website?
0: Oh yeah, I got ooh fucking listen to his Nerdist episode, where he just springs that on Chris in like the last five minutes.
3: Because <laughs> he has nowhere to put it.
0: Was that CGI? Yes. I like to think that sometimes late at night, Thomas Jane will call Chris Hardwick. <laughs> hey, Chris, is James again. Um, I made this little, I mean, it's, it's fucking stupid, but I made this macaroni <laughs> figure of you. <laughs> like, I, 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 I use, uh, some, uh, crushed peanuts for the hair, 'cause you get the spiky shit. But I don't know. I mean, you you can put it on your mantle if you want.
3: You know, if you want, man. You you don't have to. What I like just about you the
0: option.
2: What I like about what James just did is he didn't say Tom. He said
0: James. So it's I meant like- to say Jane. <laughs>
2: I
3: like the idea of you calling Chris Hardwick late at night because you made a macaroni portrait of him.
0: Which I would do. That's not far off. (laughs) I like how Jonesy's bloated dog is the MacGuffin of this movie. like how just for a split second it's like, does Mr. Gray have super strength? No, he doesn't. He
3: can transform into a giant monster, but he cannot open a fucking door. <laughs> Quick, Mr. Gray, pick, go pick up the worst
1: fake-looking
3: dog ever.
0: But we'll watch, he'll be able to lift that fucking shit up. <laughs> I, lo- I love Owen and his plot photograph. <laughs> because, again, this movie is just a series of affectations.
1: <laughs>
2: Tom Sizemore just told Thomas Jane to stay put. He'll do the dirty work.
0: Wow, this is the one movie with a realistic manhole opening.
3: This movie.
0: Rip it off with your alien teeth.
3: Tom Sizemore approaching this uh, shack goes on for another three
0: hours.
3: (laughs) 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 I just want to say, Tom Sizemore and Morgan Freeman are having a gun battle. With Morgan Freeman using a helicopter with a
2: Gatling gun. Well, Morgan Freeman has those eyebrows.
0: Also, I, I love how there's no reason for those two characters to be in this movie in any capacity. So you know how some movies have that one element where you're like, if you take that out, it wouldn't really affect the movie at all. Every single element in this movie is like this. There's no reason for anything to exist... Was like, I feel like you could cut out The Aliens, and this movie would be more or less unchanged.
3: Well, you could cut out Jason Lee.
2: And Timothy Oliphant.
3: And this <laughs> entire sequence. <laughs> oh! Freeman down! Freeman just fucking exploded. Looks like you crossed the curse line, motherfucker!
2: (laughs) Meanwhile... Hopefully some heat comes back, though.
3: Also, meanwhile, it is not that fucking difficult to get a manhole cover up when you have help. (laughs) The tragic death of Tom Sizemore. It's like Matthew Modine, Dark Knight Rises. (laughs) Oh...
2: At least you see Tom Sizemore's death.
0: Dude, it's looking on with his fucking Scooby-Doo box. Oh, we are moving towards the greatest finale in movie <laughs> history. Also, God, I didn't realize he had the Scooby-Doo doll, too. Yep. That means they had to license that for this movie.
3: Yep.
2: This
0: they had fun. to have lengthy phone conversations with Hanna-Barbera.
2: Well, actually, no, Warner Brothers is the one that made this, so. Oh,
0: that's a good point. Jesus Christ. So I just want to think that there was at least one conversation with the Hanna-Barbera people where they were like, Okay, okay. And uh, what is the movie about?
3: okay can we just go back a couple steps here what what about the ass weasels
0: what exactly is a fuck me freddy (laughs) wait who has down syndrome (laughs) Uh, jane just battled that shit weasel
1: poorly at that
0: No, don't trust him, Jane. It's that horrible Green Goblin. <laughs> God,
3: Damian Lewis would make an amazing Norman Osborn. He would. He would.
2: Oh, can I, he please be the MCU Green Goblin?
3: He just does Mr. Gray's voice for the Green Goblin.
0: <laughs> Which would fit?
2: I hope, him I.
0: We'll meet again, Spider Man.
2: The heart Osborne first, you must tack its heart.
0: <laughs> uh oh.
1: Jesus
0: Christ <laughs> This is one of the worst movies. I've ever
2: <laughs> oh, I don't think I'll ever forgive either of you for making me do this. <laughs> What are you talking
3: about? This is incredible.
2: It is, but I'm still never going to get
1: it. burns so good.
2: Yeah.
3: One of many movies where the uh, villain and the hero just lay down on the floor and have an interaction.
2: Still better than Green Lantern.
0: <laughs> Why can't I be you? <laughs> oh, God. They're just sitting down watching the plot happen at this point. it comes
1: the drama <laughs> there we go
3: Uh, This is why James and I have been quiet for the past several minutes. Wait, what?
0: This isn't even my final form.
3: Final transformation, Mr. Gray,
0: and he's still British.
3: Yeah, this is happening.
1: And it's Tony Walton. I know,
3: it makes it so much better.
1: <laughs>
3: Are we ready? I think we're ready. It's happening.
1: Donnie Wahlberg, no! Not this way, Donnie! <laughs> I,
3: I, it hasn't even gone amazing yet here we go
1: <laughs> <laughs> what What? final
0: transformation dottdit yes, dottdit is also an alien.
2: This is like Martian Manhunter fighting the White Martian.
3: Essentially. A drunken <laughs> Timothy Olyphant is the most useless character in film history. Figured this plot out two hours ago. <laughs> I'm
0: duditz. And he became an alien dragon fetus. And they and they made fight love and exploded.
2: Okay, I could swear I saw Damian Lewis laughing there.
0: That would not surprise
2: me.
3: I mean he they are being yelled out instructions about what they're supposed to be seeing by the man who wrote the Empire Strikes Back. God damn it. God damn, I love this movie.
0: Fucking Thomas Jane nodding. Yep, that's about right. <laughs> I knew this would happen.
2: The fart blood clot.
3: Jane said no. I love that the little worm decide to take a dramatic leap.
1: And that's the end of this movie. <laughs> What?
3: (laughs) And they cut to the actor's improv. (laughs) For some reason. I don't know. I've never understood why this scene's here. Boy, remember when those characters were alive? It just ends in this weird montage of the
1: movie.
0: It's like this and Return of the Living Dead and with a sizzle reel of the movie you just saw.
2: But <laughs> Morgan Freeman had a stunt double and a helicopter double. My question is what stunts?
0: Standing?
3: Listen, it was this movie. They could not get Morgan Freeman to stand in when there was other people's
0: coverage. Also, just so we're perfectly clear, Duddits is not an alien in the book. So, what is the ending of the book? Uh, pretty much it plays out like that. But Duddits comes in and is immediately killed by Mister Gray, <laughs> and then Jonesy overpowers like his mind control through the triumph of the human spirit.
3: Why does that make more sense?
0: At least this movie explains why Duddits has psychic powers, which is just... Again, psychic powers unrelated to the alien's psychic powers. That was just a... Even the characters bring up how that's a weird coincidence.
3: <laughs> but it's a Stephen King universe. Special Ed kids just have psychic powers.
2: It's like being a mutant in the Marvel universe.
0: I just love the wrinkle that Duddits is an alien from a completely different yet similar race,
3: <laughs> with also that weird dick tail thing.
0: Also, just that raises so many questions.
3: <laughs> like, why did? How did he have a mom?
0: Was he posing as a child and shape shifted to grow? Did he have cancer? <laughs> he was pretending to be a child with Down syndrome, dying of cancer. That is the worst alien in movie history.
3: <laughs> also, I don't understand. Was it... Be- like, Mr. Gray was an alien, but didn't appear to have any, like, learning disabilities or anything.
2: What are you talking about? He was British.
3: He was Cockney.
0: Seriously, the... Ending they came up with for the movie is the retarded kid is Martian Manhunter, and that's why he's psychic.
3: (laughs) Which, to be fair, is a more fun ending.
0: Oh, the dragon fight.
3: That weird dragon sex fight.
0: And because it's a bad movie, the dragon sex fight, rendered entirely in CGI, is still... On the floor.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and they don't move at all. And then the movie just cuts to
0: black. H. Jonesy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I can't even come over
0: words.
1: That was
2: God. easily one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life.
0: So, MB, now you realize why three hours ago, when I said Dreamcatcher, Mike started laughing hysterically, (laughs) and then I started laughing hysterically, and we just kept saying, Dreamcatcher, back and forth.
3: (laughs) Dreamcatcher and I'm done. (laughs) And that's why just saying Mr. Gray made us giggle (laughs) uncontrollably.
0: I'll bite you, Pete. You and your bag.
1: <laughs>
3: Digital Visual Effects by Asylum.
0: Oh, my God. Just think, if this had been made today, this would have been the beginning of a Stephen King cinematic universe that would have tied into the It remake. <laughs> we... I don't know. We may be presented to an after credit scene.
3: We could. We don't know. The after credit scene is just Stephen King sniffing cocaine. Thanks
0: for all the money, cats.
3: <laughs> Can that be his like production logo at the end of anything? <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's like the old production logo of the dude at the typewriter pulling the yeah, <laughs> it's, just, it's just stephen king doing a lot of coke and then falling backwards
2: <laughs> okay i've got one last what were they thinking question what do you think joe hill thinks of this movie
0: i'm sure he thinks it's a riot it seems like a movie he would find hilarious.
2: What does he think of the book, I wonder?
0: I'm sure he hasn't read it. It's quite large. It took me a summer to read the goddamn thing. I just want to say... you spend
2: an entire summer reading this?
0: I just... I'm reading... I'm looking at the trivia page on IMDb.
3: To portray Mr. Gray speaking through Jonesy, Damien Lewis did an impression of actor Malcolm McDowell.
2: <laughs> oh my god? Really?
3: The third film William Goldman has adapted from a Stephen King novel. The other two were Hearts and Atlantis and *Misery*. How do you make *Misery* and then this? God,
0: damn it! Well, that me, I hope you understand a little bit more about Mike and I after tonight.
2: I have more questions than I did before. They that were... was that was hilarious though. I I will never take that away from you guys. That was
0: <laughs> that can
2: we watch it again
0: (laughs) no bounce no play and I've been Mike
2: I've been Mr. Gray
0: and I did it
2: I'll eat you James and your bag
0: no what you hope to achieve with this podcast. Those directors created these movies. They filled them with subtext, motifs, messages. They deserve to be discussed. The answer is irrelevant. Movies are simply entertainment, nothing more. Does it matter what they mean? Yes. Yes, it does. I don't understand. Well, Cody, I guess that's because I'm a human being and you're a robot. Oh, sorry. <laughs> That's quite all right. Box office pulp.
2: Big things have small beginnings.
1: Hands up!